everybody. Welcome to episode 276 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am Cliff Gator Johnson, and I am joined today by John Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> otherwise known as Colby. That's a that's a great. It's, is that if if Wayne Gretzky was a serial killer? Yep. Is Wayne Gretzky a serial killer? Maybe unknown. Yeah, might be. Might be. And uh, Dylan, otherwise known as Tuba Steve. Um, Tuba Steve. Which, does Tuba Steve play with Trombone Shorty? Like, that seems like I think so. maybe, <laughs> maybe that would be two things that go together. <sighs> We're going to talk about video games today. Uh, I played a bunch of games. Colby played a bunch of games. Dylan played one game, but it's a very important game. So that's an important game. a super important game. Uh, we got news out the wazoo, like so wazoo. much news. Um, I don't know if any of it's like super big news. I think this might be one of those things where we talk about 20 things, but we talk about 20 things in 20 minutes. So that's all right. Uh, Blizzard is, a, is a being investigated for something that isn't sexual harassment, which is new and different. Uh, the, man, is investigating... <laughs> I like to think that sometimes investigation can be good, but generally it's not. It's generally not. <laughs> right. And but in it's this like, case. If, but like Scooby, if, the Scooby gang, they investigate things, right? That like, is true. That's, that's, and that's it's really fun. Bad. It's like a haunting. Yeah. I right. would suppose if the like lottery commission is like investigating where you are to give you a lottery ticket. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. That could be, that could be good. Yeah. That could be good. Um, Anyway, uh, Colby can Colby can testify to me. The, the Grand Theft Auto Five upgrade path makes uh, no sense. I'm still confused. Uh, yeah, I've got. We'll talk thoughts. about that. It's real dumb. Uh, <laughs> my this is this is one of my favorite phrasings. I'm actually going to read you something directly from a Kotaku article, and it's Atari, or at least the company currently holding the rights to use that name. <laughs> Announced earlier that it has spent one point five million dollars to buy Moby Games, and I thought that was just fantastic. Uh, we've got a couple talking things. We're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Steam Deck a little bit. Some some cool stuff around Steam Deck. Uh, <laughs> unlike Blizzard, uh, Sony is actually being investigated for sexual harassment. Whoops. Uh, Xbox wants you to turn energy saving mode on. Everyone should go do that. We'll talk about how you do that and why you should do that. Uh, and Xbox is also pushing some new tech into Windows PCs that are going to make your games load faster. It's kind of weird. They're, they're giving you Xbox technology to make your PC games load faster, but eh, you'll probably like it. And Square Enix drops a ton of music on YouTube, which is great if you want to go like... I don't know, listen to the Final Fantasy VI soundtrack. I did uh, the other yes, day. the best place to listen to music. You, you know, know, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yes, I, like, I don't get it, Cole, but man, people people do it a lot. Uh, we got questions from Turn Down to What for that. Ah, questions. The question, first question, is from Turn Down for What. Um, this is uh, maybe one of my favorite questions that ever gotten asked. I, I've never, this, this question had never occurred to me until he asked it, and I think it's brilliant, and I've got thoughts. A uh, question from Monotone Screaming that none of us are going to be able to answer, which is uh, maybe disappointing for him, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Princess Megan has a question. Miss Happy Childhood has a question. And our Deacon has two questions, one of them involving food, which is one of my favorite kinds of questions. Uh, we got cheap free games from Epic. We got games from Xbox Game Pass. And I'm just going to tell you right now, Tunic is not coming to Game Pass, and I don't know why I thought it was, but I apologize to lying to you repeatedly over the last two months. Sorry about that. Um, comes out tomorrow, though. You can buy it if you want, I guess. <laughs> I would not be shocked against Game Pass eventually, but not day and date. And we've got, again, we're going to pimp the bundle for Ukraine because that's full of good stuff. Anyway, let's start off with what we've been playing. Dylan, you want to tell me about the most important game in the world right now to you? It's the most important game, and it is Sea of Thieves. Uh, my buddy was like, hey, I downloaded this game. 
I'm kind of interested, which I'm like, great, because it gives me an excuse to snatch some booty, um, <laughs> which is always a good time. Of course, I'm going to throw Joe under the bus because I was like, hey, Joe, you want to play Sea of Thieves? And he said, no. Oh, did he dodge you? No, there, there's context missing, but I don't have to give it because this is <laughs> one third my podcast. <laughs> And I'm doing this just to make him laugh. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so I showed my buddy, kind of gave him a little bit of a tutorial um, on kind of what, what it was like. And yeah. kind of ran around and uh, talked like pirates for a bit. And it was a good time. Um, I think I did briefly talk about this like last week um, when I had played it a little bit again. Um, but still impressed at all the new stuff. Like... Um, if you looked at this game from the day it launched to now is like night and day, just fantastic. What they've, That's awesome. what they've added and all kinds of new stuff. And there's all kinds of stuff to do now. Like um, there's quest boards to pick up maps, um, which is kind of neat. And you can bury treasure for other people to find. Like that's just, it's just a lot of neat stuff that you could spend like, all stuff like I haven't even done this stuff yet. Like I have to get in there and play and try to do all this um, so new cool. stuff. I'm kind of curious what what they do next. I think I'm gonna. I haven't played the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff yet, because um, that's even been in the game for a while now. Yeah, I just yeah, haven't yeah. like because I just didn't play for a while, so I got to jump in and play that. Um, of course, I finally watched those movies for the first time. Um, really? I never watched them all the way through. Like I'd seen like all. <laughs> all kinds of parts like yeah. one of those movies where you've seen on tv like you've seen every part of the movie but never really in sequence um, yep so i'm kind of in a pirate mood so it's just time to to play through that content and um kind of see i think that's fun and like what a license for them to get to be able to add like it's kind of a a perfect pairing obviously because um sea of thieves is definitely in that uh, kind of in that style where yeah. it's just um i guess it's a little i don't know yeah it's very much like i think very much inspired by yeah. for sure with the kind of spooky cursed elements um, yeah but it doesn't take itself so well super into, seriously right either. it's still kind of comical uh, the only thing i kind of would differentiate is like you kind of get beat up often whereas mm-hmm. like in the pirates of the caribbean universe you'd always like fall off something high and into something yeah. soft right like you're yeah. you're never at any real risk yeah. um but other than that like it's very like the theming is very similar um and i think that's if it's pirate so well like getting treasure that's somehow cursed and then all this wackiness ensues yeah um it's um, a lot of fun so yeah and if you've not played sea of thieves um it. obviously it's a game you want to play with people because it does make the experience a lot better but give it a try it's pretty much free because it's on game pass and you can play that on your pc if you want or if you really prefer to play it off of steam which doesn't really matter um that option's there for you too so yeah that's yep. that's what i got it's the good stuff man it is the good stuff how about you call what are you uh what are you up to doing i beat super mario world 3d Nice. And what did after you? After I beat it, they're like, "Here's a bunch of bonus levels," and I'm like, "No," and I turned it off. 
And my you kid guys was are like, crazy. hey, there's more levels. I'm like, yeah, we can't play those right now, though. And, <laughs> and yeah, that, it's not good. It's not. Like, no. I, I, I I honestly don't know when I became the person that was like, I just don't know if I like Mario games. Well, well here's the thing. I think that, because my kid also is like, we should buy this Mario game. I'm like, where do you think I'm getting $60 from every week when yeah. you show me like four Mario games that I need to buy? What game but, that you want to play right now? Yeah. And so I'm like, and she showed me, I'm like, well, that's 2D. That actually looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no problem with 2D Marios. Yeah. But, well, 3D platforming is not good. So here's my problem with 2D Marios is I just don't, especially like mainline 2D Marios, I just don't find them to be that interesting. Uh, they're real samey. Um, That's fine with yeah. me. Like, because they're playable. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and like this game, like, I won't say it was unplayable, but it's not good. Yeah. Um, I... I didn't die a ton, but when I did, it was 99% of the time just because, like, camera or control or yep. something. Like, yep. I'd bounce, and I'm like, oh, well, I couldn't actually see that I was going to fall off that cliff because I can't move the camera to see that I'm going to fall yeah. off that cliff. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, I, I find it funny that, you know... Nintendo was like, oh, well, we can't release Super, you know, Nintendo games on just any 3DS. You have to buy the most powerful 3DS because, like, you know, we just don't want to... We, we worry about performance issues. Yeah, cheapen and the experience. We yeah. don't... Yeah, we don't want to cheapen the experience. And then they release this, and I'm like, well, this is garbage, guys. Like, yeah. like I... This, this camera is horrible, and I'm sure it was in the Wii version, but, mm -hmm. like, you sold me this for, I mean, essentially... I didn't pay $60, but this is a $60 game. Like, yep. I don't know, fix your camera. Yeah. Um, it's 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 just not... I, I kind of... I, I don't know. I, I don't think that 3D platforming is I'm, great almost ever. I'm interested to play Bowser's Fury, and I probably will probably sometime in the yeah, next yeah, yeah. little bit. Um, because it is a new Mario game mm -hmm. that is 3D, and I'm wondering if, like, they fix some of the stuff that I bug me about that, or if it's just, you know, the yeah. same, where I'm like, this camera's awful, and it's real hard to judge where you're jumping in a 3D space when the camera only moves a certain angle. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, no, I agree. You know, my kid enjoyed it, and I guess that's, that's what matters, what, really. Sure. Um,. <laughs> Then I booted up Young Souls. Um, it's like a, I don't know. Beat em up RPG. Scroller, yeah, beat em up RPG. Um, it's fine. Uh, it's not super, but it's, it's you know, good how, enough. How long is it? So that's the interesting thing. Um, it says 21 hours on how long to beat. And then I read a thing that said three hours. Um, I'm like, hmm. well, that's a pretty big difference. <laughs> um, but like, it was really weird because when I first started playing it, I got like an hour and a half into it the first day and I was on chapter five and there's only 10 chapters. Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe it is a, a three hour game or a four hour game. Um, and then like the fifth chapter chapter was like another two hours. Mm -hmm. So I weird. don't know. Yeah. 
I'm on so chapter shorter than 20 now. hours, but longer than three. I would say 10. Yes, that's if I had, that's if probably I had like the exact amount of time I want that to be. Yeah, and it's just not bad. Um, like I said, it's nothing that I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, but it's fun. It's you know, yeah. it's a beat 'em up. Um, and then I started playing Breath of the Wild because <laughs> I, I said I would. Yeah, you did. Um, and I'm kind of enjoying it. Sure. Um. I I decided to go at it a completely different way than I have, like, because I have been going at it like it's a Zelda game, and apparently that's not how I should be doing it, despite it being a, you know, Zelda game. Zelda game, yeah. Um, and so I'm just kind of wandering, collecting stuff. I'm playing it way more like I played Red Dead Redemption um, than a Zelda game, and I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Um... Just because, like, I don't know, I, I, I'd i be very interested to see if you renamed it, not Zelda, if you just changed the name to just Breath of the Wild, took out all of the references that you could go like, oh, that's a Zelda game, if people would think it's as good as it is. Yeah. Or if people who thought it was bad thought it was as bad as it is. Yeah. Because, like, I think on one hand, there's like an expectation because it's a Zelda game, but it doesn't play like a Zelda game. Like, you could, it does not feel at all like a Zelda game. There's nothing in that game except for the names, the Zelda, the lore that I'm like, oh, this is a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. I find it to be a fascinating thing, and I, I think the 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 one problem I have is. It sold really well, got really good reviews, so I'm pretty sure this is just going to be Zelda games from now on. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that, because I like it, I'm enjoying it way more than I have the last three times I've tried to play it, but I don't know, it just doesn't feel very Zelda-like. Yeah, I I felt kind of similarly, because um, I, I did the exact same thing. I... Uh, I decided that the problem with how I was doing... The, the, problem, the reason I wasn't liking that game... Um, was because of how I was playing it. So I did the same thing where I would just kind of like, just kind of go wherever it took me and do some quests and, you know, find some stuff and, you know, whatever. Um, And so I put like probably 30 or 35 hours into it. And then again, just got to a point where I'm like, I just don't care about this. I'm sick of all my stuff breaking. Um, I, I think it's still annoying. I, I think I got to a point where I had a bunch of cool weapons, and then I got into a place where I was like a little under leveled for, um, and ended up breaking all of them. And so I was back down to like I'm a you know I'm 35 hours in this game, and I have like a wooden stick, <laughs> um, and I'm trying to beat like you know a divine beast with it. Um, and I just couldn't, you know, like, I think part of it was just, like, I didn't get good enough. And part of it was, like, I don't know. I, I There are things about that game that I really like. I liked, I like the, the solving the, like, puzzles in the, um... Shrines. Shrines. Except the combat ones. I think the combat shrines suck. Um, so, you want to know the weird thing? I have not found, you know, that stupid one that's the puzzle that you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't found that one. Weird. And that's like one of the, like, not first shrines you find, but it is a very first, easily yeah. found shrine. And I don't know where it is. I'm like, I, I need to, I'm like, did they take this out of the game? Because yeah. I've played it, this is my fourth time, and I have not 
not done that one. I hate it Weird. every single time. Yeah. And this time, I don't know where it is. Huh. Um, so I don't know if I just like randomly missed it. Um, that's or weird. what, but like, I mean, I'm, I've beat the first divine beast. I'm probably 30 hours in man, 20 to 30 and I still haven't run into it. That's super strange. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's there's things about that game that I'm like, I get this. And then there's things I'm like, I, I I'm like, this is just bad game design. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, again, I don't get the breakable weapons and I hate to harp on it, but like, I don't know if I can create a divine beast that will help me fight Ganon. Maybe these, you know, people can create a sword that doesn't break after, you know, four bad guys. Yeah. To me, it's, it's just one of those design decisions that ruins the entire game for me. <laughs> well, and, and there was a, uh, like a, the load screens, which apparently are very important. Like one of the big things are like, make sure you read all the load screens because they will give you like hints on like things in the games that you will not know otherwise. Yeah. Like that's a I weird underst- place to put it. <laughs> well, I'm like, I understand that like that should matter, but every game I've played up until this point, those are just like useless facts that no Maybe one pays attention tips, to, but, it doesn't... Yeah, but nothing, but like, there's one of them's like, hey, if you're in a, a lightning storm, make sure to take off all your metal. Yeah. But I hadn't been really reading the tips up to that point. And like, I got into a lightning storm. I'm like, what do I do, guys? What's like, I can't not get hit by this lightning. Yep. I've tried running. I've tried hiding. And finally, like, <laughs> I got like, you know, after dying and like getting loaded. It's like, hey, have you tried taking off your, you know, yep. so thing? I'm like, I can't, I can take my armor off, but it's still in my backpack, right? <laughs> well, like, well that, that's the thing. You can only hold, like, you know, five swords. If you want to hold moblin guts, you can hold, like, 4,000 of those. It doesn't oh, matter. Like, those so don't take annoying. up space, I guess. But, like, one of the, one of the like, things that it tells you is, you know, hey, make sure to really pay attention to, you know, like, the durability of your weapons, because they will break, and you don't want it to, you know, break right in the middle of a fight. And I'm like... Well, that's great and all, but you can't tell the durability of your weapons. Uh-huh. Like, they say, like, hey, it's about to break about two swings before it breaks, and that's how you know that your, like, weapon's about it's to break. Ridiculous. So, how, you know, it's not like I can, like, okay, this has 80% left, so if I go into the fight with this, I'm like, I may walk in, swing, and it goes, hey, that's about to break, and I'm like, <sighs> cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm I'm enjoying it. I was playing it before the podcast started, but there's just a bunch of things about that. I'm like, I don't yeah. I don't think this is like if they take a bunch of stuff out, maybe Breath of the Wild two will be fantastic. But there's a yeah. lot of stuff in that that I'm just like, no, I don't like this, guys. But yep. it's fun, and I'll probably end up beating yeah. it. It's stuff that's so easily fixable. Uh-huh. Too. It's just like I don't know. There's just a lot better ways that you could. I mean, I could come up with six ideas right now that would be like, so it's like if I don't really mind degrading weapons no. to a degree, but maybe just like make them degrade to like 80%. Like, what? so it doesn't break, but it does less damage. So it's going to make the combat or, or let me fix them or, or let me fix them. Make them so they don't degrade so fast. Yep. Right. If I've got a metal sword, and I'm hitting, you know, like, I don't know, the choo-choo jellies. 
why is my sword breaking? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I, I, I've never stuck my knife into a, like, jam making toast in the morning and went like, ah, oh, shit, my, my knife right. broke. Yeah, like, or only degrade against, like, elemental enemies. Like, if you're fighting a rock golem, sure, it's going to oh, degrade yeah. it or something like that. Well, I, um, the thing is, is, I have no problem with weapons that degrade. Like, that is a very common thing in role-playing games. Like, it is super common. Right. Um, the problem I have is that weapons that degrade, I mean, some of those things, it seems like you hit something five, ten times, yeah. and they're breaking. Um, they don't give any and, like, indication. like, I understand the stick, but, like, it's a sword. It's made out of metal. It's made it out of metal. I don't break. care if it's a rusty sword. Like, it's... I'm hitting... I think the thing is, is in that game, you're not hitting stuff with armor, really. You know, uh-huh. it's not like yeah, I'm fighting mostly. a knight. It's you know, I'm I'm swinging against like soft-bodied critters for the most part. Like I don't care if that sword's rusty; like it's still gonna yeah. like, you know, at least give them you know a pretty bad concussion. Well, just give um, me a club then. If it if yeah. my sword's gonna break, just give me a club that lasts forever. I don't. Yeah, care. And, it's, and that's the the stupid thing is the clubs break too. Like right. I mean, it's like it's a club. I mean, think about this, okay? Like, so you have a club. Like, you know what a club looks like. You could beat anything with that for yeah. days, and it would never break because that's oh, what yeah. clubs are for. I mean, think about taking a two by four and just hitting things. You never it. like break it, especially something that's not small. Yeah. Like. A baseball bat will break hitting a very fast baseball super occasionally. Uh-huh. Right. You could, like, you could beat things with baseball bats? I could bats? beat a lot of people with a baseball bat and it's never going to break. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and and I think that's the thing is, is I don't care that they break. I care that they break so easily and that I can't just go to an armor and have it fixed. Like like right. The Witcher. The Witcher has breakable weapons. It has weapons right. that degrade. But it's no big deal because you go beat well, some stuff with your weapons. You go to a town. You yeah. have them fixed. And then you can beat stuff with your weapons for another I, day or two. I, here's the thing. Like, Let's forget all about that. How often do bows break? Never. <laughs> like, Never. like uh, again, if you're a a civilization that has weapons, like you'd go like, oh, it seems like we're losing a lot of battles because I don't know our, our bows, bows break every ten minutes and people would <laughs> we be need like, a better bow. We should fix that. <laughs> like, right? I I don't. No, I would. I don't know. I would love to if like just walking into a town. Boop, your weapons just magically were back to 100%. Just by the act of walking into a town, it's just like, oh, you visit the armor, it gets prepared. Well, I don't actually have that, to go into a menu or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be a great feature. That's the other thing. Like, the game feels real empty. Yeah. Um, And not necessarily... Like, I, I understand that it's supposed to, you know, Great Calamity 100 years ago, but, like, it feels weirdly empty and yeah. not necessarily a good way. Yep. Right. Um, it feels kind of like the Shadows of the Colossus to me, yep. where like the world is supposed to be empty and like that's a design choice, but like. But it's so it big. Doesn't, it doesn't too. necessarily make it a good like kind of thing. Right. Where I'm just like, I'm just kind of wandering around. Um, I don't know. There's weird things like there is no accessibility things because I'm like. You know, like, this music's really good. I'd like to listen to the music, and I'm tired of hearing my footsteps and, like, my arrows clink. Yep. I'm like, oh, I, I can't turn either of those down or up. Yeah. There's no... And I, so I'm like, there's got to be a way. And so I went searching, and they're like, no, um, you can't do that. It's a design choice. I'm like... <sighs> okay, okay. I, I guess I'll just listen to very quiet music and my footsteps. Cool. I, the thing that really frustrates me more than almost anything, though, is if this same thing, like you were saying, if this had happened in any other video game, 
any other video game. They would have gotten eaten alive because of because it's not a Zelda game. Like they would have gotten nailed for the accessibility stuff. They would have gotten nailed for having a weird world where you know once you unless talk it in, was a FromSoft game and then, yeah, then it would also would have been fine. You can, you just go like, well, that's just how the developers want it. But, like, the characters are terrible to talk to. Everyone has, like, one thing to say, and then they'll just keep repeating that thing over and over again. I mean... <laughs> and it's real cool that Link doesn't talk in any game before this, because no one else talks in any game before this. Uh-huh. Like, like they, they, you know, they talk in, like, speech, you know, things yeah. at the bottom. But, like, there's people talking in this, and Link's just like sitting there just uh-huh. staring like a, yeah yeah like, oh, yeah we learned a while ago not to ask him questions because he'll just stare at you oh uh, right i don't yeah. know it it feels very strange and like ah crap we probably should have done something about that right like it should have been the dude from the the like cartoon like well excuse me, me princess yeah. exactly yeah. I don't know. I just can't. That being said, I am having fun, but like, it's just, there's like, I don't know, uh, probably 70% fun with 30% of like, pretty sure if they fix that or change this, this game would be way better. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that I am too far past that game at this point. Like I keep every once in a while I get that kind of bug where I'm like, ah, maybe now is the time to do it. And I, I, well, think I still it's... think like, I still think I might like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's like, are we really the only three people that didn't like this Did game? Not like, like I have a hard time believing it and not like, is everyone else just lying to themselves? <laughs> well, it's, one or the, kinda... it's one or the other, right? I I started I wanted to play it because like I listened to a podcast and I don't know everyone was pretty much voted it the game of last decade. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like no. I just don't see it. And like I still don't see it, but like I'm at least having more fun than the last three times yeah. I've tried to play. Well, I think each time in succession that you play it, your your bar's a little lower cuz you know <laughs> what you're getting, right? And like it, I restarted it totally... and it's like I know there's only three different enemies. I know. Yeah. Oh, and that's like yeah, it's I don't know. Are I, they interesting? I, Not particularly. No, no. And I, I, it may be that next week I'm on the podcast. And I'm like, yep, nope, I gave up. It sucked. I got to 50 hours in and decided, nope, I'm out. But Just, like, how long does I'm that game need to be? I mean, and that's what, yeah, I. I do not think a Zelda game should be more than 20 hours. Right. I'm just, I, I'm bored. I'm just yeah. bored. I don't, I don't know. I. It's fine. I, I, I've really just gotten to point in that, though, where I just, I'm, I'm not going to do it again. You know, it's, I, I've given that game three solid tries, and it's it's never stuck. So, at, at this point, I just, I just can't anymore. You know, I just can't. So, yeah, that's fine. What else? You played anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Um, I beat The Artful Escape. Which um, it's real good. I'm, I can't remember if I beat that this week or last week. So if I if I told you last week I beat it, I, I did then. Um, that is a extremely solid like five hour game. Um, it was kind of funny. It was kind of a little bit weird, which I kind of liked. Um, it probably had some of the most like beautifully artistic background 
scenery. Um, like the the actual characters were kind of bad. Like they they all seemed kind of like weird bad marionettes. Like yeah, like the not not terrifically well modeled. Um, the uh, like they often seemed like their lips didn't sync right. They often seemed kind of like. The animation wasn't great, but the backgrounds were just shockingly beautiful. Um, I would say the only thing that really made that game like not kind of like a nine or ten for me. I, I think I like in my like little internal like rating system. I think I gave it like an eight and a half. And the only reason it probably didn't do better is because I really, really disliked the music. Um, like there's there's a. Like the entire game is based around you being a musician, essentially. So you are, I, I talked about this last time, but essentially you're like Bob Dylan's nephew. Bob Dylan died tragically, and so everyone expects you to become like this new folk singer, and instead you're going to be kind of like, you're gonna, you, you kind of Ziggy Stardust it onto a spaceship and um, have to go, in order to get back to where you were, you have to go play these three concerts because of this weird contract you signed. And so there's a number of times in that game where you're going to play music and you play music by using the um, X, Y, B and then the left and right trigger. Um, and so there'll be something on your screen that you have to, that'll show you what you're supposed to be pushing in kind of a like a Simon, like the game Simon kind of way where it's going to say like X, Y, B, both triggers. And I really didn't enjoy those segments at all. Um, I had like a really... Like the mini games? Yeah, like like the mini games. Yeah. Um, I, I don't particularly like playing music that way. Um, and it... it uh, for some reason, there was... Once they got a little more complicated, you'd often be pulling like the right trigger and B at the same time. And for some reason, in my head... I mean, the way they present them on the screen is always like the left and right trigger is like the top... And then the Y is right underneath that. And then the X and B are right underneath that. And so on the screen looks a little bit different than actually what's in your hands. And for some reason, I had a really hard time mentally doing left trigger and B at the same time. Or even worse, like left trigger and X at the same time. <laughs> um, and watching it. Um, and so I, I wasn't very good at it. And it doesn't matter. Like I, As far as I know, you could fail over and over and over and over again. And they're just like like record scratch and you start over. Um but I was bad enough at him that I didn't really enjoy it. And it, it for a game that most of the time the music is really good, like the, there's a there's a lot of like platforming parts of the game and, and essentially they're not hard, but you'll just be like running around and holding down the X button and playing like these awesome guitar solos as you run through these kind of pretty scenery and your guitar makes things kind of come to life and they're fun and it's it's just kind of a there's not a lot of reason for them. It's just kind of it's just kind of interesting. You can see these gorgeous backgrounds. I'm actually I'm actually like 95% sure that someone just wanted to draw a lot of cool weird stuff and make a video game after it. And so they're like, I don't know, your guy plays guitar and runs through them. Um but all that being said, I didn't like the music parts and I really I think I would have liked it a lot more if it had been like a guitar hero like, you know, like buttons you know how a lot of games have that where like you know it'll be like hey the a drops and the b drops yeah. and the y drops and the a drops and you know you have to hit them in sync to when they were doing it. i think i would have liked that a lot more um instead of the way they did it but you know it you probably only had to do it maybe 10 times in the game and it, they didn't last longer than no, 20 or 30 seconds it wasn't like this big thing but it was often like the culmination of a level and it always felt really kind of dumb to like have really enjoyed getting to that part in the level. And then they're like, now you play the concert. I'm like, do I gotta, <laughs> like, I really don't want to, <laughs> but besides that, it was, it was really enjoyable. It's on game pass. Well, well worth playing. Um, and then, uh, I'm about, 
80% of the way done with Kentucky Route Zero, and I'm just enjoying the crap out of that game. It's, um, it builds itself as like a point and click adventure, but that's really, that's really not exactly true. It, it's probably way closer to like an interactive story where you guide the player around a bit. Um, so you are in control of a character most of the time. Um, and you do tell them where to go and, and how to do things. And, and you obviously make some of the choices that they uh, do for dialogue and that kind of thing. But a lot of it is really just almost like you're being present presented with this kind of um, supernatural um, kind of like stories of the weird kind of... Uh, uh, you know, lost Americana kind of stories. Um, like, I mean, for example, like the, the the plot of the game is is you're you're a guy who's delivering um, an antique, and you're trying to find this address. And, and they're like, ah, you talk to someone, and they're like, that address, you got to go on, you got to go on the the zero to get there, the Kentucky Route Zero. And like to get to the Kentucky Route Zero, you like go to this mine. Um, that was full of miners that were ended up getting killed in a like mining accident. You kind of come out the other side and you end up on this weird, um, like a very otherworldly plane where things are just different and strange. Um, like I'm at I'm at a point now where I'm on a boat um, that's underground going <laughs> through all these weird places. Like it's it's just one of those kind of games where the the game itself and the story is just absurd and that's kind of the fun of it um there's a lot of weird like interstitial uh so there's five chapters of the game this game was actually made um over the course of seven years so it was um put out uh shoot with epi episodically so like episode one came out in 2017 or 2013 and ep episode five came out in 2020 um, and you can actually really tell that they got more money as they went to like episode one is very like bare bones, black and white. And now like, it's like totally real 3d when I'm, I'm in, you know, chapter four. So like everything's actual 3d and the, the game design got way more complicated, like from a graphical standpoint, um, like all, all that to be said, it's like seven or eight hours long. And it's, if you like story games, if you like, like, I would say if you like point and click adventure games, you'd like this. There's some like very, very light puzzle solving. Um, but really if what you like is weird stories with a lot of text, like this game has a lot of reading um, and a lot of like uh, early 80s style text gameplay. So like when you, when it presents you with a, like oftentimes you'll be presented with uh, three or four choices of what you want to do. And so you'll do one and then, it'll represent the choices to you. You like have to wait for all of them to re be represented <laughs> every time. It doesn't just like flash on the screen. It'll be like zip, 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 kind of like they did in like late eighties adventure games. So like it is for a very specific kind of person, but if you are that kind of person who haven't played it, it's very, very, very good. It plays great on the Xbox. Um, they did a really good job of porting it from being a PC game to uh, a console game, but you have to really like, you have to not mind reading. Um, and you have to mind games oh, that are a little man. right, yeah. But I mean, but there are people reading. absolutely that don't like reading in the game, and this game has a lot of reading. So, but I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah, like 
if that sounds like something you like, it's on Game Pass now. You can play it for free. Um, Kentucky, Kentucky Route Zero. Very good. So, anyway. Uh, patron. Patreon. Folks that uh, are patrons, uh, we would like to thank them because they're awesome and they let us do this podcast without having to pay for it, which is nice. Um, if I told you, Cole, like, hey, I'm going to need 20 bucks a month to be on this podcast, would you pay me 20 bucks a month? You know it. He wouldn't. He's a liar. And he would say, absolutely not. So... How's he supposed to buy Mario games if he doesn't right? give you? Well, we can't buy bucks. Mario games and pay for the software we use to talk to each other. So, anyway, uh, that's that's what the patrons do for us. And we appreciate all of them. If you are a producer level patron, that means you are at the ten dollar level, and uh, you give us uh, a little bit extra every month. So, big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Mister and or Mrs. Anonymous, um, or I guess it could be like a. Like, they, them. I don't know. I shouldn't make any sort of assumptions about that person. Uh, and Rich Deacon, thank you all for uh, supporting the podcast and to all of our other patrons. If you would like to be a patron, you can go to bitemepodcast.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash bitemepodcast and uh, slip us a little bit of something, something every month. Uh, again, thank you to all those people. Dylan. News. Oh, we're doing news. So, the good news is Blizzard has not attracted any more lawsuits since last week when they got that new lawsuit um, because they're being sued by that parents of that girl who unfortunately took her own life. Um, so, but nothing, nothing new since then. Um, the bad news is um, they are being investigated for insider trading, um, which is not not great. Um, apparently, uh, a couple of people named Barry Diller. Which is that's a that's a these are actually some kind of unfortunate names. Barry Diller sounds like a name that would just get you beat up in high school all the time. That's for sure. Alexander von Furstenberg, which sounds like that should be preceded by like Count <laughs> Count Alexander von. Furstenberg. When he heard the news, his monocle fell out. <laughs> right, and David Geffen is he? Is that is David Geffen of Geffen Records? <laughs> I can maybe. only assume. Maybe. Uh, apparently, between uh, the three of them, they invested about $108 million in Activision Blizzard. You know, just a, like, that's couch cushion. Small. Yeah, small, tiny a bit of money. Um, mysteriously, just days before Microsoft was acquired, uh, or by, before Blizzard was acquired by Microsoft, and shockingly, those shares are worth a lot more now than they were a couple of days before um, a giant company bought Blizzard. Um they're worth like roughly 168 million dollars now. So those those three people made 60 million dollars um, based on perhaps insider information. And if they can keep that money without going to jail before uh, until after the deal closes, they can be worth up to 200 million dollars. So what is what is 100 million dollars among friends? And um, that's what the SEC also wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I guess we will see. Uh, Diller, like, uh, so so good old Barry Diller, is apparently a long-term friend of Bobby Kotick um, and served on Coke's board of directors. Uh, and then Von Furstenberg <laughs> is the stepson of Diller and uh, David Geffen. Is David Geffen, David Geffen's famous, right? That name sounds really, yeah, yeah. really familiar. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the same one, but... It could be the same one, though. We don't know. How's it spelled? G-E-F-F-E-N, just like David Geffen. It is. Yeah. 
So he co-created Asylum Records. I guess it could be a different David Geffen, too. So anyway, um, I guess we'll see if they end up in that. Uh, nope. Nope. Same David same Geffen. Same guy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a possibility, and obviously these are being investigated at this time, but maybe they'll go to that same nice white collar jail that, uh, uh, what's her name went to? Um, Martha Stewart, or maybe like those congressmen that also were very, very much, you know, part of insider trading. Maybe they'll just get off because they're rich. So could, could go either way, honestly, but or, it, you know, yeah. maybe they'll do things that I can't say on a podcast. Yeah, legally. Um, it's it's all, any of any of those things are a possibility. But uh, but anyway, it's it's like mostly I was just really happy that the latest thing that Blizzard was being investigated for didn't have anything to do with someone being sexually harassed by someone else that works there. So it's it's like a step up, I think. I think I think we're heading in the right direction. All right. Uh, second thing we want to talk about today is Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay, so. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V came out today, and I'm kind of interested in buying it because I am a fan of things Grand Theft Auto, and and so I own it already on the... the so you just went and bought it on the thing, right? I already own it on the 360. I already own it on the Xbox One, and so I'm like, how hard could it be to upgrade that or, or purchase a, a new copy, I guess, for the Xbox Series X? And so let me let me just read to you the pricing, and then we're going to take this a step further and tell you how I don't think any of this is true. So Grand Theft Auto V on the PlayStation 5 will be 75% off for its first three months, meaning that it'll cost $10 on the PlayStation 5, normally $40 for the first three months. And following? GTA Online on the PS5 will be free for the first three months. So if you get it in the first three months, it'll be free. Although I think you do need to have PlayStation Plus for that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. So we're there. $10 for this, the, the, the single player game, free on PlayStation 5. I will also tell you, if you have the PlayStation 5 version of, of, play, of uh, GTA Online, you cannot play with your friends that are on PlayStation 4. Which is not you can't on the Xbox either. Yeah, and same thing is true with the Xbox. So that's a, a little wrench there with your monkey. On the Xbox, GTA four will be fifty percent off for its first three months after launch. GTA meaning five. It will, GTA five will be fifty percent off for the first three months, meaning it will cost you twenty dollars. And then after that it'll be forty. GTA online will not be free on the Xbox. It'll be $10. And after the first three months, we'll go up to 20. But the the rub of all of this is, is Colby and I both went to the Xbox store today to try and purchase it. And first of all, you cannot just search for like, like you can't search for, it's called the, the Grand Theft Auto V um, Enhanced and Expanded Edition. You cannot search for that and find it. You have to search for, I think, GTA Online to find it. I actually just went to the new release games, but I oh, have that... even more news. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so let me, let me. So I looked no, at this okay. and I'm like, cool. So I would like to purchase. So if I search for Grand Theft Auto Five, it just tells me I in, I own it and to install it. <sighs> anyway, I went there earlier today, and it said, okay, there's this twenty dollar package that contains GTA Online and GTA Five. I'm like. You know, and those are two individual components. I'm like, well, I don't care about GTA Online because it's the worst thing I've ever tried my entire life. I clicked on 
GTA 5 and it said, hey, this is $10. And I'm like, well, that's what I want. And they're like, but it requires GTA Online to play it. And I'm like, well, but that doesn't make a damn bit of sense. Why would I need GTA Online to play the GTA 5 story mode? So I didn't purchase it. And then Colby went and did the same thing. What happened to you, Cole? So I went and looked and it popped, you know, I found GTA 5 and I open it and it's $10. And it says the same thing. Like, you need, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online to play this. And so I like, I decided to look at the like reviews because I'm I'm like, I'm sure someone's mentioned this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was like three reviews. One of them's like, this doesn't work. And then there's two more reviews. Like there was one review that was just like gibberish. And then there was another one, I think talking about Grand Theft Auto online. I'm like, good job guys. <laughs> um, and so then I backed out and went to look at Grand Theft Auto online. So I look at Grand Theft Auto online. I'm reading the reviews of that. And it's mostly people who are pissed about like buying Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Uh, like literally most of the reviews are like, well, I bought an upgrade, and this is an upgrade. I'm like, yep, yeah, well, okay, two stars, I guess. Um, but uh, couldn't find anything out about the game, so I back out again. And I click on the same Grand Theft Auto V icon, and this time it's like, well, what edition do you want? And I'm like, well, now you're offering me two editions. One, it's just Grand Theft Auto Online, the one I just looked at. The other one is Grand Theft Auto V and Grand Theft Auto Online, and that's $20. The just Grand Theft Auto Five just disappeared. So I'm looking at it now, right now, and they're offering Grand Theft Auto Five Premium Edition for fifteen dollars. Is that the right Normally one? Normally thirty. One I'm, that's the one I'm looking at. No, that's none of the prices. <laughs> I, why is this so hard? I'm like, can I just put okay. in my five disc okay. and upgrade? But the crazy thing is if I click in this bundle, it tells me the Grand Theft Auto V is in it. I click on that and it says you already install it. Oh, own it, install right. it. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to find it. I can't find where it is. And that's the Xbox XS version? I don't know. It doesn't say. It, it, will, it will say at the top. It doesn't say. Yeah, it's not. This is not the... I don't know how you're supposed to find it. I just want a slightly prettier version of, of Grand Theft Auto V, and I don't want to pay $40 for it. I don't really want to pay $15 for it. I'd prefer to spend 10 but I don't want to buy it and then it have me have to buy the online. I... <sighs> anyway, long story short, the Grand Theft Auto V expanded and whatever edition is stupid and I don't know how to pay for it. Like it shouldn't be this hard to just buy a video game. <sighs> anyway, uh, Atari, which I guess is a company still. Um, I think they're just like a holding company. Um, I think they have like big brother there. No, no, I don't think so. I've actually heard and I do not. I like, this is absolutely a rumor. So do not take anything I'm saying in the next 20 seconds to actually be true. I've heard that Atari is currently a company that only has three employees that they <laughs> literally are just like a, we bought the Atari name and that there's like this weird, um, you know, that like everyone else is contractors. I don't know if it's true. It doesn't matter. Um, it's true. Anyway, um, somehow they came up with a million and a half dollars. I don't, I don't know how. Um, since they David Geffen, <laughs> they don't appear to have any products. 
Um, and bought Moby I games. Found it. Oh, Dylan found it. Cool. So how much is it? Nineteen ninety nine. Okay, send send me that and link. That's, but that's the one that comes with Grand Theft Auto Online. Send me the link to it, Dylan. We're we're screw Moby games. We're gonna figure I, let this. Let me let me continue reading this blurb here. <laughs> All right, I'll continue to tell you about Moby Games. Moby Games is a huge database of essentially video game credits. It's essentially yes, I, it does include both of them. Okay, but yeah. can I buy one of them separately? No, no, you just get both. Okay, send me that so link. When you, you so could, when you cl- so oh, maybe? you can buy the story mode for ten dollars. Yes, but does it no, say no, no, that no, it requires no, no. online? This content requires a game sold separately. <laughs> requires access to. I feel like this is a fever dream. Someone screwed something up. <laughs> it's so weird. The only thing that makes me like hesitant to buy it is the one review that says this didn't work. work. Yeah. It's insanity. It is absolutely insanity. Yeah. I, I think this is the same one I looked at earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it looks like you can Unless buy it separately. Just, did they just... Requires access to Grand Theft Auto Online for Xbox Series XS. Not available. Grand Theft Auto Online is not available separately. It's fine. I, I don't want that separately. I want... <laughs> I just want but Grand Theft Auto. But it is available separately because I can go buy it separately. <laughs> I looked at it earlier. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I, I just... I don't want to spend the $10 and lose it. And I don't I don't really want to spend $20 on Grand Theft Auto V. I just wanted to tool around in a slightly... Especially because I'm not going to play probably the online. Oh, the online's so bad. Oh, well, whatever. Anyways, Moby Games is essentially the IMDB of video games. So you can go there and find out... Um, who made a game? Who you know? Who worked on it? it essentially, gives you all the credits for things, um, and it goes back forever. It's it's been a website since 1999, so there's it's it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, apparently, Atari bought it, and I do not understand why. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't think it's a big money maker necessarily. I mean, I, I guess they probably have ads, I suppose, but. I mean, not really. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. They they don't really appear to have much in the way of ads. Um, so I'm not sure what Atari, why Atari acquired this. And I am also kind of don't really exactly understand why Moby Games would want to be acquired by... Uh, by Atari, but uh, anyway, in, in Atari, Moby Games has found a partner that will provide the investment and support we need to complete long-planned site improvements. I'm confident this transition will allow Moby Games to remain an important community-driven project and that Atari's involvement best positions us for long-term stability and success. And I just don't know how you could say that with a straight face, but who am I to judge? Um... Good good for the first comment on this article from Kotaku says, I'm surprised Atari has enough money to buy a foot long sub. <laughs> so good for them. They'll probably make Moby Games NFTs next. Uh, Steam Deck. I am still very, very excited about getting mine, but it's going to be another couple months at least. But uh, the ones that have kind of hit the wild, people apparently love them. Um, I've heard that they are literally fantastic one of the best ways to play kind of you know pc games on the go um people people have really enjoyed them um a couple couple of little bit of news bits around this is that um, apparently they are just 
emulation powerhouses, um, like which is cool because I could actually really, I think, get into that. Um, obviously, they're going to be able to do SNES and, you know, Genesis and Atari game, you know, all that old stuff. But apparently, too, um, they can also emulate the Saturn, the Dreamcast, the PS2, the Xbox, the PSP, PS3, and uh, a bunch of different Nintendo systems, which is pretty cool. And they, they said it's not all perfect, but, you know, the more they get out there, uh, the better they'll be. So, like, you're going to be able to do some pretty pretty cool stuff apparently you can emulate a ps3 on them even so not not uh not bad for a a little weird uh mobile brick thing with controller strapped to it so that 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 can be fun i could actually i i and like you should run marketing for them <laughs> so yeah we made a brick and we strapped some controllers to it it can emulate things what else do you need colby what else what what more marketing do you need than that hmm why do you think that the marketer for Seattle would be Canadian, or for, uh, you know, a place based in Seattle would be Canadian? Eh? Well, I mean, who isn't Canadian these days, Cole? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go get some Timbits and some poutine, and uh, we'll uh, talk about our uh, little brick-handled thing here. The, the, Don't you know? the marketing person for Devolver Digital is Canadian. They're not a Canadian. Yeah. Does, he, does he sound like a, someone from Fargo? Uh, it is a she, and no, she does not. Anyway, oh, okay. well. uh, the Steam Deck can also run Windows now, which is pretty cool. They actually released Windows drivers for it. So you can't dual boot it yet, from what I understand, but uh, you can install Windows on it. And the, the reason that that's actually really important um, is, first of all, because not every game on the Steam Deck actually runs on Windows. But there's also um, some copy protection that they will not port over to um Phantom, which is the Linux version um, that the Steam Deck runs. So, like, for instance, you cannot run Destiny 2 um, in Linux because the, the copy protection doesn't work there. And apparently neither does Halo. I think both Halo Infinite and um, the Master Chief Collection wouldn't run there because of copyright protection. So being able to put it uh, put Windows on it is uh, pretty important because, you know, they're just games you won't be able to play on there. Um, not everyone will have to do it, obviously, but, you know, whatever. Uh Excuse me. The other thing uh, that happened this week is in Steam Deck news is they got the Epic Game Store running on it as well. So you not only will be able to play all your Steam games, but you'll be able to play your Epic games as well, which is good news. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I get one of those pretty soon. I can actually start giving you firsthand impressions of it as opposed to just me reading news about it. So uh, Sony. Unlike Blizzard this week, uh, cannot say that all their news was not based around sexual harassment. Um, apparently, eight more women have uh, come out to allege sexual harassment and discrimination at uh, Sony. They describe just all sorts of problems with uh, kind of systemic limits on women getting promotions there. There's just pornography apparently floating around all over, which is is not great. Um, but they've actually filed, uh, a number of people have filed lawsuits for gender-based discrimination and wrongful termination. So uh, that is that is up to eight total women there. So it's not, not terrific news for Sony. And man, like the video games industry just continues to be like a cesspool. It's, uh, it's not, it's not great. It's really... It's really not great. Um, apparently, men at Sony would rank women by their hotness, which is always a great, a great... Oh, so they started Facebook? Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's just gross. Anyway, 
what do you do? What do but they rank women by their hotness, like like fellow employees. Like I, I mean, doesn't everyone the, every workplace? Well, to be fair, that's kind of just like real life. You just don't normally write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. They wrote it down, guys. All right, uh, Xbox X. Colby's got one. You like it? I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, I have one as well. And uh, one of the things that Xbox would really, really like you to do is go in and change your energy saver mode um, or, or change your Xbox to start using energy saver mode. When If you've had an Xbox for as long as Colby and I have, um, you probably don't have that turned on. And the reason why was is that you couldn't download games or update games in the background if energy saver was on. And so I chose to... I don't know, burn a bunch of coal because I didn't want to wait for video games to update, which is not not a great thing about me, but it's, you know, it's the truth and it's one of those things that happened. The good news is, is you can go change your Xbox now to be set to energy saver mode. I'll, I'll post some show notes about this so you can figure out how to do it. Um, and you will still be able to... Uh, download system updates and software updates in the background automatically. It uses about 20 times less power than instant on mode. Um, you might have to wait a little bit longer for it to turn on, but it's probably worth it so that, you know, the water war of 2050 doesn't start until 2051. What if I hate the environment? Well, if you hate the environment, um, I would, instead of doing this, maybe invest in some Xbox NFTs like they don't have any directly, Ooh. but I'm I'm guarantee you there'd be some guy on a dark web somewhere probably willing to sell you NFTs like of a picture of an Xbox using Ethereum or something. Um, that's what I would suggest. This is my Xbox Ape. Yes, <laughs> God, that's. <sighs> anyway. Go do that to your Xbox right now. I'll put some links in the show notes so you can figure out how to do that. Um, and also kind of Xbox adjacent news, uh, Xbox, uh, Microsoft actually has announced that direct storage has finally come to the uh, Windows platform. And so direct storage is what essentially allows uh, games to load really, really, really fast on the Xbox. And I think also does things like... Um, uh, what, what do they call the the quick resume stuff? You're not going to get that on the PC, obviously, because you're not going to like background a bunch of video games, which would be weird. But it will make it so that you can uh, load games faster, which is always great. Um, so this is not anything that will make your computer faster today, but it is something that will make your computer faster probably over the next year or two as developers implement uh, quick resume as part of. I assume this is probably part of like the DirectX. Uh, kind of pipelines, so it, it will essentially. It's just a new cool way to make things load faster, which is always good because I don't know. I don't have time to wait for video games to load, right? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally, um, <laughs> so Colby made a comment about this earlier, and he is not wrong. Uh, the story is that Square Enix puts a bunch of soundtracks on YouTube. And so, first of all, if you don't want to listen to these on YouTube, they are also already, I believe, already on Spotify and Apple Music. So you can go listen to them there. Um, but I think, call like I'm I'm 85% sure that YouTube is actually the second place that people stream music from after Spotify. <laughs> it might have been actually after Pandora. Spotify might have been below it. I I know I've read those statistics in the past. Um but I, I I don't personally get it, but I know a ton of people personally that that's what they do instead of streaming music on Spotify. They 
they listen to music on YouTube. Like they like Dylan and I used to have a coworker, and I was going and she's she's looking at she's watching Spotify or she's watching YouTube videos in the background. I'm like, why don't you just use that? She's like, well, because I already have a big playlist of music I listen to on YouTube, and I'm like. But why? <laughs> like, why would you do that? And it's it's not like YouTube music, which exists. This was like just like YouTube. Yeah, a bunch of videos that she put together in a playlist and she just put in the background. I'm like, that's real, real weird. But people do it. So I guess if you want to do this there, I, I looked at it the other day and it's fine. Like I listened to the, the I listened to the Final Fantasy VI soundtrack the other day on, on YouTube. And I don't know. It's not the way I do it. But again available on apple music and spotify if you prefer to do it there uh the youtube stuff just gives you one more place i guess to listen to all of your square enix soundtracks that you love so i don't know you can on a window that you can't close or minimize have you uh so i I will say um like i've i've been trying i've been kind of trialing uh apple music um have you do you ever listen to that on your pc no. iTunes is so freaking awful on PCs. It's absolutely terrible. So I don't. It's what I have an iPhone. For. Yeah, but when I'm sitting at my desk, I'm not going to listen to an iPhone. So I, I don't know. It's uh, it's you know, it is what it is. It's just right there. Well, yeah, but the, I have really nice speakers right here that my iPhone's not plugged into, and my iPhone can't plug into them because they don't have a lightning cable. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, go listen to some. Go listen to. Go listen to Final Fantasy VI. It was good. It's got a good soundtrack. So, Dylan, um, f- let's see. Next, we're we're going into the questions here. Turn down for what? Can, do you do you know that song? Yes, sort of. Do you know that song, Cole? It sounds loud. It is really loud. It's not good. The video not- is very very good. Yeah. All right. Just we're just going to questions. We won't make we won't make Dylan perform. Like hey a, yo, hey yo. You should go. I think we should turn down for what is not a good song, but the video is good. Go watch the video. That's what I suggest. Uh, turn down for what says. Do you think? Like I said, I love this question. Do you think video games should be discussed in school, like books or movies? And what games would be interesting to discuss and why? So, like obviously, if you take. English, you're going to talk about, you know, you're going to, you're going to look at books. Um, and, and, you know, film studies is obviously like, you probably took a film studies class, Dylan, I assume. A lot of a many film studies school <laughs> no. classes. Um, probably about 90 credits worth. Dang, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was a whole last two years. Holy cow. Was just film classes. So. Is that fun? Because that sounds like it could be either really fun or really awful. Um, you definitely can't watch movies the same afterwards, yeah. which is probably why you can watch Hallmark movies and I can't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that might be the easy. That might be the easiest way to no, explain no, it. No, no, Dylan. I've, Even though I probably wouldn't have before, but I've just been um, hit on the head a bunch of times. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't take a film studies class. Yeah. And, uh, so you Hallmark definitely still. like it. Definitely changes. Yeah. It can change the way you you look at things. Yeah. No, um, I, I get that. I get that. But um. But I, I I would assume like if you if you do a but I mean like I I didn't take I was not a film major in any way, um, but like I took a really cool humanities class in high school and part of what we did is we'd watch movies and discuss like their historical context and um, mm-hmm. you know a lot of stuff. So which movies? You know I I I remember we watched um, I don't remember a ton of them. I remember we watched Gandhi. Um, 
I remember we watched the movie called. Oh shoot, it's not gonna come to me right now. We make fun of it all the time um, because it featured a bunch of very prominent male nudity, um, which was very very strange in a twelfth grade uh, <laughs> class in Utah. Um, but just to, you know, a bunch of uh, like a, I think we I think we watched Ben Hur. I think we watched a, a bunch of just like very culturally appropriate movies too. Um, like it was a humanities class that, that uh, like kind of broke up history and, and English into like hundred year chunks, as I recall. So um, a lot of stuff that was you know um, written about things that happened in the eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds, that kind of stuff. So it was cool. And so like you know, I like I've done that too, but I've never really thought about the idea of like a video game studies class. Um, and I'm sure that if you are a video game major these days, it's probably something you do. Right. Um, but it, it just hadn't really occurred to me. And and I, but I think that that could actually be a really interesting way to introduce um, like high schoolers to story and plot and pacing and um, that kind of stuff in something in a way that they care more about. Like I, you know, That's true. I, I don't know if I care about, reading those things in books um and and i think honestly i think video game metaphor tends to be a little more like on front street than metaphor often is in yeah books and movies uh maybe not movies like sometimes yeah movies tend to be a little more forward than books as well but well I would hope they're not. I can't stand when movies are really on the nose about what they're what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. it it gets in the way of the movie. Well, and I'm I'm also a firm believer that I think especially with books, oftentimes the the metaphor of books is actually created by people reading them, not created by it's, people that are writing them. <laughs> um, so that's so to get back to me being in film school. Yeah. Um, there was one film theory class in particular where this came up a lot, um, and it's something I completely agree with, and that is meaning is often added on after, mm-hmm. and it's actually not something that the people creating the work are often thinking yeah. about. And this is, I mean, we spent a lot of time going through all kinds of hoopla in this class, and a couple of students were very adamantly against it, like, like very much, Professor, you are nuts. What are we talking about? Yeah. Kind of like, um, because, I mean, if if anyone listening has never heard of this, there is um, a big facet of like film theory, for example, where Scar in The Lion King is gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And we spent a lot of time talking about this, but does it matter? And it's fine. You can explore that idea, but part of me, I don't think anyone was thinking about when well, we made the Lion King. Well, like, and, did, did was it? Is it even a part of? And it's fine to theorize about that stuff. Like, that's totally fine. You can theorize about anything, but. I don't know. I think, and there's all. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that. And like the only reason I think that is important, um, like this is way off subject, but it was uh, historically in movies, it's been very much a thing to gay code villains. Um, Sure, and so like, which is a great thing for film theory to discuss. Absolutely. Um, 
It doesn't matter if, if Scar himself is or not. It's it's about the coding right. Of that's him. but yeah. that's a very important way to phrase it versus yeah. Scar's gay. The f- yeah right because yeah and like you could get into the people making it could be doing that. In my opinion, no one was even thinking about it, but it might be a subconscious thing they're doing. I think it's right? a, it's a so that's the important yeah. thing there, not so much the character. Yeah. And I think is it has, or isn't because it has way more to do re- with like stereotyping than it does right anything exactly. Else. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's not how because if it was if we were discussing it that way, I would be so much more on board yep. with what we're discussing. But it wasn't, yep. and that could just be a failing of this yeah, specific absolutely. professor. Because and that's I guess that's that's kind of what I'm getting out with this example is it was oftentimes that yeah. instead of like actually having a constructive conversation because yep. like to me someone who ever made that story scar was simba's uncle who probably had some guilt about the father dying and that's really the struggle going on everything else i don't i yeah can't imagine that was really figured into the equation um but yeah, there's a conversation you can have about that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and very famously, um, like there was a, a kid in I think the, the 60s, maybe 70s, who wrote to 15 or 16 different authors and said, hey, this is what we learned about in school that your book X is about. Is that correct? And I think like, like 12 what? of the 15 wrote back and said like, no, no, no. definitely not. So right. like I think I think to uh, part of the, the problem with a lot of things are is you know, you, you're you're assigning intent where there's not necessarily intent. But I would say that the difference between film and books and video games is I think that video games, especially like, let's say, kind of artsy indie video games, often very much are about something. And the developers will absolutely tell you this right. is about something. Um, right. You can look at... It's usually depression. Yeah, usually depression. <laughs> I was going to say, you can look at Greece and go like, ah, about depression. Um, I didn't think that game's metaphor was very good, but I, I understood it, you know. Um, you know, that I think uh, like Journey is a game about um, like growing up and, uh, you know, through childhood to adolescence to adulthood uh, and, and very much was created with that on purpose and so and and I think even more so than that there's a lot of games out there that you can discuss um, just you know what makes what makes the plot good what makes pacing good what makes um, the writing of a game interesting and what makes a lot of things we talk about just in video games all the time you know like why does this game feel like it's too long um, right. you know, and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, let's get back to the question. What, uh, <laughs> what, what games would you be interested in talking about in a, in a theory class that, uh, that you've enjoyed and that you think would be a good, a good example of that type of, uh, you know? Yeah. Well, I, before I get that far, I would, I'm kind of, when I read this question, I kind of went back and forth a little bit. Um, and I, I think video games could exist this way in a class that's more focused on video games. Yeah, yeah. But in an English class or something, I think I think it's hard, probably challenging as compared to a book or a movie. Sure. Just because, A, the time it would take people to like play through and study a game is going to be very, very different. different than a book or a movie, which is kind of a work with a very 
rigid structure yeah, because yeah, yeah. it is what it is and doesn't have anything in the way of that. So, I mean, I don't think we just need to talk about story either. I mean, a, a, a you could be talking about art. You could be talking about color. color and you, and, I mean, yeah. just same way you talk about a movie. Yep. So I think there's interesting ways, but the actual like literature aspect yeah. of games, I think is probably the hardest to pull Agreed. out of a game versus, I mean, obviously some books definitely not. <laughs> um, I think um, certain books are incredibly dense, um, which I think movies are a great thing to break down because a book is going to take you yeah. a week to read. A movie a can movie be an hour and a half takes long. you about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, so I think b- uh, movies are actually like the perfect medium to really deconstruct and talk about, which is why it's it's actually a blast to, to do. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, film theory can stem from that really easily, right? Because you can watch this thing and break it down, and a lot of other people can be involved too because it doesn't take you all this yeah. time to get through the thing. Yep. But video games specifically, I don't know. I don't know if I would favor a game like a Red Dead Redemption versus like a shorter walking simulator. Sure. I don't know which direction I'd go, but I feel like it might be one way or the other. Yeah. Depending, I guess, if you want to talk about story or if you want to talk about, I don't know, how they can create such a cool living world. Yeah, I think that there's there's room for both. And, and you are correct, though, that it is an interesting thing to think about when... You can't like to 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 really discuss Red Dead. You have to first go like, hey, okay. So the first thing you need to do is go beat this sixty-five hour game. Um. So you know, I think I think you you're right. You maybe would lean towards shorter games. Um, That's what my gut says. Unless we're trying to specifically look at something, maybe go play the first act from Red Dead. Yeah. And talk about this. Maybe that's more digestible. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting, interesting idea. I kind of lean towards no on the video games. I don't know. Um, it might be interesting to experience, but unless it's a video game focused or gaming focused, because Kate's sister is actually in a gaming. I don't know what the class is called, yeah, yeah. but she's taking a course at UW that is related to gaming, but it covers, I think, tabletop and oh, interesting. Video games. It's like Dungeons and Dragons and all this kind of stuff, and they've break down. Um, but she's been playing Dungeons and Dragons with us. So it's actually been kind of interesting that those two things kind of coincidentally happened at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So she's actually had a pretty good, um, I don't know, look at like what that gaming looks like and now being able to talk about it in a class. Yeah. But, I think, um, I think I could really, it would be interesting to do like a discussion around a game like journey or a game like Absu. They're both relatively short. They're both very like, metaphor driven um but i think both of them are also like i think that the creator's intent um can be obvious because they've said what it is um but also is very very open to interpretation i think it means something differently to a lot of different people that have played it um i think i'd pick firewatch yeah i think firewatch Um, it's pretty easy to play through and i think it creates a lot of interesting expectations that you could really talk about and discuss in a a classroom setting because i think for the most part people are going to have the same experience because you can't go so far off the rails and spend a lot of you're not going to spend a lot of time kind of lost or it's an interesting game too because all communication in that game takes place like there's no in-person conversation in that game. Everything takes place over a radio, which I think right. makes things kind of interesting. So I, I think there's a lot of options. I, I, I really, I kind of want to explore this more. From a, I'm curious if people are doing this. I'm, I'm very yeah. interested. Um, it, it almost makes me think that like doing a, 
like a like a book of the month club. I mean, like we kind of played around with that idea, but I don't think we played yeah. around with an idea like that where you're actually discussing them. You know, kind of what makes them. What do you think, Cole? Do you have any thoughts about a game you think would be an interesting way to to actually like discuss story or nothing? No, I I, I think video games are kind of one of those media that would be very difficult to yeah. do in that yeah. kind of place. I think that's I think they would be hard to do. Um yeah. Plus I mean also like I they're a new enough media format yeah. that it would also be like you would you would then just have like the like like I don't really play video games. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that's the trouble too is like if I just walked into a class at a school or something and they just did this there's going to be people in that class that are like what yeah i mean yeah. video games definitely are becoming more like i think a lot of people do play but i think i mean i've 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 met people that are like i don't really listen to music so it's yeah, like geez, right? that's really strange to me but i think i would have to say more people listen to music than play video games oh yeah I absolutely think. And then movies are pretty common. Books becoming less so, yeah. but I think you have the expectation in school that you are going to be studying books yeah. of some sort. I don't know. I'm just kind of intrigued with the idea of looking at games from a... Critical. Yeah, like a, a, a more critical academic standpoint. Right. Um, and, and really talking about, uh, you know, what makes a good game... You know, what makes a game good? What makes a good game... A, game bad um you know how the real world impacts you know uh video games like things you can do in video games that uh you know i mean even just like like weird stuff like 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 the white phosphorus discussion from um whichever call of duty that was a couple it wasn't call which one was it uh it was that Standalone game that had no other games. I swore it was one of the Call of Duty games. No. Oh. Well, whatever. Um, but like talking about how that was Call of Duty. Yeah, it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Are we talking? Oh, I was talking about Spec Ops. No, that that also had yeah, and those Spec Ops. Like I think this. Like I mean. Spec Ops would be an absolutely fascinating game to to discuss. Like the, I mean, that that is like interesting on the same way as you know, um, could be just Heart of Darkness, like, yeah, uh, Heart, essentially, Heart of um, Lord of the Flies, Apocalypse Now. Um, but I mean, you know, similar to that. But no, uh, it was a kill streak in in uh, modern warfare. Oh yeah. right, right. Yeah. And like, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean in society? What does that mean? I mean, so were atomic yeah. bombs, though. But you know what I mean? Like, but I mean, I think that's an interesting discussion point about video games. Is is you know, if we're gonna point out war crimes and you know Call of Duty games, we're gonna be here a long time. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, I think it's an interesting discussion point from. Um, normalizing that amongst the population too and how that affects yeah but i mean you can do you can say the same thing about like absolutely and, absolutely know. um I've, I've always been very intrigued by how uh, like the 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 studies about um how watching police procedurals affect people's impression of the police um 
I'll give you a hint. Only one of the uh, mediums has been used to justify torture, and it was twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By a congressman. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I think I think that's a, an interesting thing to discuss. Um, and I, I would love to see more of those things discussed academically. So, anyway, turned out for what? Thanks for the question. I think that was that was that's given me a lot to think I about. Hope we answered. I don't think it. we did. I don't think we did at all. No, but no. I I I'm very. It's made me think about a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and have, and have you guys played Elden Ring? I know you haven't called. Nope, Have you played it, Dylan? Not yet. I'm. I probably will. I read today that there's an uh, a patch for the PC version that makes it easier, and so that like intrigues me a little. <laughs> there's hope. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, yeah. but man, I'll, I will say the other thing I've seen the other day is I. So, so I, I don't know if someone posted it to our Discord or not, but it was a, a a woman streamer beating some boss and just getting very very excited about it, um, and. Someone was like, oh, well, that's actually only one of the, like, moderate difficulty bosses, like, got real, like, shitting in the comments. And then they're like, you know, people go back and forth, well, I've beat 60 of the bosses. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm all of a sudden way less interested in this game. <laughs> so, I, I, anyway, uh, Monitoring Screaming had a qu- question about Elden Ring, but none of us played it. So, sorry, man. Uh, Princess Megan says, if you could ban any video game from existence, what would it be and why? If you could just, like... Thanos snap a, a game out of existence. What would it be? I don't even know. Yeah, I'm kind of against that conceptually. Um, yeah, just something I mean, that I think is so terrible. Probably be better or worse if, like you know, Custer's Revenge was not a game. I uh, I think the thing is is I I'm sure there are. I think there are video games that, I mean, yeah, the world is better if Custer's Revenge doesn't exist called, but like, I, I, you know, whatever. But I also don't think a game is super harmful, but I think that there are types of games and series of games that uh, make video games as a whole ex- way, way, way more toxic. Um. But I'm not sure that just getting rid of... Like, first of all, I'm sure they're also... It would just go somewhere else. Yeah. I think there are people that legitimately enjoy those games, so I don't necessarily not want them to exist. Um, I think if... I I mean, there's certain franchises I might wish to get rid of, so maybe we can get some different stuff in the spotlight. I mean, I think that's the thing, is... is, Kind of... Do I want to get rid of Call of Duty? Because I think they're kind of meh, and... They've become really samey. They're really samey, and I think that they create a lot of just, like, dumb people on the internet. Yeah, sure. But also, like, you know, they're they're okay, I I guess. I know not every game is for me. Yeah, yeah. So, I... Some people still like those, so... I don't know. It's... I, I, I don't know if there is a game I would just snap out of existence. Um... But man, they're like, can I choose individual people? Like, I, I'll be frank. I wish there was like just a, a a real life block like there's on Twitter where I could just go like, I never want to hear from that person ever again, and I don't want to hear from them on Twitter either. Like, can I just can I can I snap people out of existence? No, no. All right. Um, how about you? Call anything? Any game I mean, you wanted to get rid of? If, if your you know gun laws are as lax as Utah, yes, yes, yes there is. Fairly easy. I can. I'm standing my ground right now, Cole. Uh, Miss Happy Childhood wants to know: Are they an evil person? <laughs> I like evil as as a as a as a descriptor here for letting my ten year old son play Doom Eternal and become a master gamer. And no, I think that makes you a terrific mom. Um, I don't know. I was probably yeah, playing Doom no. at ten. I played way worse, way earlier, and yeah. 
I'm a little angel, so. Uh, let's see. That's what my mom tells. Oh, well, my mom says that. So, <laughs> I mean, let's see. So the original Doom was released in. 93. 93. So I guess I was 16 when that came out, but that would have meant that Colby was only I 12 was 11. or 11. <laughs> and he played the original Doom and he turned out Fantastic. fine. Absolutely fine. Um, so I guess the question is, is if you wouldn't mind your kid growing up like Colby. Um, yeah. You played Doom 2 when you were 12? Yeah, no, I think I think actually, like all jokes aside, I think that is absolutely fine. I think that the age appropriateness of a video game is entirely based on your individual kid. Um, yeah, you probably know your kid better than yeah, anyone. I mean, so. I've let my. I'm going to go ahead and say that I know the kid. <laughs> I mean, I my kid's 14. My kid probably played. Doom 2016. <laughs> um, and, you know, when he was 10 or 11. Uh, Your kid's upstairs watching the human center right, right now. now. <laughs> um, I mean, I will say my kid probably played. He's going to follow it up with a Serbian. My game. kid played He's Doom fine. 2016 when he was 10 or 11 and right now is submitting his National Honor Society uh, application. So he grew up to be a nerd, um, is what I'm saying here, right. people. So. Um, your kid will grow up to be do you a nerd too, Cole. Do you have a bumper sticker? No, I absolutely. I wouldn't. I would not put one of those on my car for love nor money. My kid was on the honor roll, and I would not put that on my 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 car. So no you should totally put it on. Uh, not not my thing. So, Miss Happy Childhood, I think your kid will be absolutely fine. Um, you know, and will be a master gamer. And will be a master gamer. Nothing wrong with being a master gamer. Uh, last two questions from our deacon, uh, the wonderful person who makes our website continue to hum along wonderfully he says do you think a game that features actual locations could be non-political if its core mechanic is fighting (laughs) well i want to go ahead and say that like battle for fallujah or whatever that game called was non-political this is what they said i mean the developers i I don't know why they would lie about that not political i think yeah you could. I. F- you could. You could say we're playing paintball in Italy. Yeah. Like if you're playing paintball like, in Italy, it's fine. Right. Like Mussolini's upside down in the <laughs> corner. It's fine. I. I think that. I well, let's let's. I guess to take it a step further, I think that any video game that is about anything, um, like any any video game that you would consider to be art <clears throat> is probably political in some way, um. Any video game that has any sort of plot is political in some way. Uh, Whether that be... I mean, one of the things that Colby and I... I actually read an article about this the other day, and I wish I'd saved it, and it it makes me so frustrated that I didn't, is that... I know, right? And and essentially, the, the, the article was, is why is it that we can imagine video games set in every single version of the post apocalypse? Um and it always comes down and it to capitalism. always comes down to capitalism. <laughs> Why is it that we can't imagine anything else than a video game set <laughs> after disasters and plagues and zombies and everything and it still is like well we're like but people still got to buy shit, right? It, it, it's it's the uh Resident Evil 4 guy who you're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse he's like, "Yeah, you can have guns, but I'm going to need money first. It's, it's literally the division and the division two where 
the world has fallen. We've taken over the White House and we've turned it into this weird, you know, whatever. And first of all, they expect me to go out and gather stuff and bring it back to them for free, but I still have to pay for my guns? <laughs> like, what is this, like, yeah. craziness? But, like, to, that's a political decision. It's essentially, yeah. you've you've made your monetary system based on the capitalism that is exactly the same as it is right now. That's a political decision. Um, setting a game in, setting Far Cry 6 in not Cuba like, you didn't set it in a real place, but you made the exact plot of it the Cuban Revolution. So that is a political right. decision. Paintball in Italy, you can go all day and it'll be fine. Yeah. Not political. Well, I think, I mean, I think I have two kind of ideas here. One would be, I think, when you have sides that are fighting, it's in, generally inherently political. Absolutely. Right. I think also political has a bad connotation mm-hmm. With it, and that doesn't necessarily have to be true. Absolutely agreed. Right. If that game would have just come out and said, yeah, this game has to be political in some way. We're not trying to give you a super political message. Because, like, think about some movies you watch. Rambo being a great example, or First Blood. The political message is there. Oh, yeah. I would have to say, to me, when I watch it, the movie feels honest. It is political, but I don't, I would not call it a political, I wouldn't describe it as a political movie necessarily, oh, I, right? I would argue that for a thousand days. Yeah. Uh, but but well, I think the thing is, is when Rambo came out, no one also said like, oh no, this movie's not political. That That's what gets yeah, me about video well, games is like, you you make Rambo the, the video game and they like, go like, oh, this is apolitical. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody made Rambo and said, this isn't about something. Um, right. You know, um, and I think but that's the I mean, difference. I think there's a difference between something that I describe as political versus describing it as what it is first, right? The political message might be secondary to the story, whereas sometimes the political message is in the forefront. Bef- and when that comes before the story, that's when I would describe that's something so as interesting political. to me because I think that, but that's that's me because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even watching Platoon, I'm not going to call Platoon a political movie, even though, yeah, the politicalness is all over it. But to me, it's a pretty honest movie, probably, about these guys that are in, like, that is their story. Like, you get what you need with the politics when you watch yeah. it. It's not out, like, Oliver Stone wasn't out there, I don't think. He might. Like, <laughs> he w- I mean, he was there, right? But to me, I'm not thinking Oliver Stone's trying to tell me how bad it was. Because it was. Has, has Oliver Stone he's ever made a movie me, that wasn't political? He's telling me the truth when I watch JFK, JFK. Platoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, like U Turn, he did that. To me, um, like any any movie about war, any video game about war, is inherently political. Uh, right. And it's well, yes, but I'm I'm creating a distinction in my mind yeah, yeah. when I watch something. If it is just showing me. Then to me it's not yes it's political but it's not I don't I'm not I'm not labeling it. It's so interesting that, to me, even though yeah, it see, is. See, I watched Come and See the other day. No politics, just I'm, vibes. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting to me. I, I think it really is a lot of a lot of it is your own um, personal like viewpoint too. Right. Because to me, like I see those movies and the politics is absolutely the forefront <laughs> thing in them. Um, yeah. Just in case you're wondering. Well, I guess I mean I just I'm trying to in my own head separate the fact that like. Obviously, anything about Vietnam is political. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it can't not, not be. be. Yep. But I can make a distinction between this is 
And I guess at some point, I think uh, the connotation with political kind of has propaganda associated with it, whether good or bad. Um, So I'm trying to separate that. Right. If something is if something is more propagandized, I'm probably going to be like, oh, this is a political campaign for this ideal. Right. Whereas when I watch Platoon, I'm like man that sucked but i don't i don't i don't feel like someone's really someone didn't have to go over the top to tell me how terrible the situation yeah, to, was. to me like See, and, thinking and like, about politics that way like to, to look at a movie and remove the politics from it is a political decision um which to me makes that an inherently a political thing so i i don't know it's an interesting it's an interesting idea but i think that like Let's just let's just all go play paintball in Italy, Dylan. That's really what this boils yeah. down to, yeah. man. Exactly. Yeah. Can I shoot upside down? No, Mussolini? Colby. Mussolini's not there. What? Not right now. Yeah, no. you're all Mussolini. We're all playing paintball in Italy. No, do I think I that's to, political. Do I again, Dylan, I don't think. I don't think, Mus- I, no, I don't think Mussolini can be in the game if if it's political. All right, Dylan. Uh, no, it's not that Mussolini. Uh, it's his daughter. Yeah. What if it's like Ooh, Far Cry Six? No, oh, that's sorry, his granddaughter. granddaughter. Uh, what if it's like... Yeah, you're, it's Miss Mussolini. Like she has Mussolini. a bow on her or something. <laughs> We're in this uh, country. It's shaped kind of like a... It's not really a boot. It's a yeah, more like a shoe. Uh, next question. Uh, what is your favorite French fry? Shoestring, steak fries, or All. onion rings? Not steak fries. Yeah, I'm not a huge steak fry fan, but other than that, pretty yeah. much all of them. You don't have a, a, like, a clear... Like front runner fry, Freddy's shoestring fries are really good. I generally like my shoes, my, my fries a little slimmer. Interesting. I guess. Have you? Do you have Freddy's no. out there? No, no. I uh, Freddy's has shoe fr- shoestring fries. So I'm a, a big fan of like the like lightly battered fry, like oh, yeah. yeah. Those are good I, I don't know what those are called exactly, but they've got like a. Heart yeah, a little crunch to them. Yeah, like they've got like a, just a little bit of something. They're like twice baked. Yeah, fries. they got a little something, something going on. They're often seasoned. Um, mm-hmm. Those are real good. I like. I like. Uh, what's the what's the what's the weird East Coast term for them? Uh, potato wedges. Um, yeah. They've got a, a weird name though. I can never remember. Uh, I like potato wedges a lot. I actually like steak fries quite a bit. Um, Oh, I'll eat steak fries. They're just probably like on my like they're my last in line. Fries. Yeah. Yeah. So like like they're like sometimes steak fries are real good, and that's yeah. The like I, like I think uh, like, I really like the fries from like Red Robin. Those are technically steak fries, I think. So there's a yeah, they're good because I dip them in campfire sauce. Otherwise, I'd rather have any other oh, fry. Campfire sauce. There's a, a a barbecue place near me that sells steak potato fry or sweet oh, potato fries. Sweet potato yeah. fries are great. Um, so okay, good. so so quick quick yes or no's on these. Well, I, we don't have to be quick. Nothing here is quick. Onion rings, yes or no? Yes. yes. Do you prefer like the panko battered ones or the like beer battered ones? All of them. Probably beer battered. Yeah. Probably yeah. Beer same. battered. But beer battered. Good. My mom makes really good beer battered. Fish and chips, onion rings. Mm. I don't know if I've ever had homemade onion rings. Oh, yeah. We used to have them all the time. Sounds good. Way better than any onion ring I've had anywhere else, huh. probably. You'll have to make some. I, I, my, I'm I, the only person in my house that eats onion rings. So, yeah. uh, Tater tots? 
Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Do you like the Do you like big full size tater tots or the like tater gems? Like like say like a Burger King uh, tater tot. Like the oh. like the slightly <laughs> like, wider flatter. Yeah. It's ones. like it's like yeah. half a tater tot that's been like stepped a on. medallion. A medallion. Maybe? Yes. Yeah. 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 I see him. I for a second I thought you were going to talk go the opposite way. Like, do you prefer like the normal tater tots Huge or the giant tater tots? tater tots? I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> one time Colby and I went to a Mexican place uh, next to where we worked and the the owner throw that Mexican place in <laughs> Mexican uh, place yeah like in the same place way that taco yeah, yeah was essentially Del place. Taco maybe um, and the the owner of the store was there and for some reason he was wearing a captain's hat that day and I do not know why um, but he, he said he, Colby's like I'll have some onion rings he's like you want cheese on those and Colby's like no, no, tater tots. Sorry, yeah, Colby. tater tots. He's like, you want cheese on that? And Colby's like, yeah. And they brought out like a platter, platter. <laughs> of tater tots, like just covered in cheese. It was the best day ever. <laughs> anyway, good. Uh, potato-based food, all delicious. Big fans. Uh, cheap free games. We got Epic Games. Uh, it's a This one it sounds interesting. It's called In Sound. It looks awesome. I own it on Xbox because it looks really good, and it has the five stars out of with a ton really? of Really? Interesting. Uh, it is an imaginative first-person psychological horror game with frenetic puzzles, unique boss fights, and original music by the living tombstone. I don't know if that last one's like a real draw. Uh, but journey within the inner workings of the one place you can't seem to escape your own mind. It looks real good. I watched the trailer. I got the hiccups or something. I'm dying. Is the trailer on PC better than the trailer on Game Pass? Or not Game Pass, on Xbox? I don't know. I watched it on Epic. Is it just like streamers? No, it was um, not just streamers. It was it was actually... Like a lot... It's like streamers like reacting to the game. I'm like... Huh. It looked good though. So grab that free on Epic starting on Thursday. Uh, game Pass for the next like two weeks, first of all, again, does not include Tunic. You're going to have to buy your own Tunic. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought that game was on Game Pass. You lying. But I mean, how long have I been talking about that game coming to Game Pass, Call Like a year? A long yeah. time. You lied to I everyone. Know. I feel bad. Forever. Um, I mean, I just have to buy it, I guess. Uh, what you can get for Game Pass, though, is Shredders. Uh, the, the Xbox game, uh, snowboarding game, is finally coming out on March 17th. So that's Cloud, PC, and Xbox. Uh, the Dungeons of Nehelbuk, the Amulet of Chaos, which is this week's winner for the worst title. Mouthful. This better be an Artifacts, artifacts Mundi <laughs> game, because that sounds like... Uh... Live an adventure filled with humor, surprises, and silly encounters as you step into the wacky, heroic fantasy universe of the Dungeons of Nehelbuk. Lead a team of unlikely and clumsy heroes in this epic and challenging tactical RPG. Man, they had me going until they said tactical RPG. I'm not sure I want to play a silly, goofy tactical RPG. Yes. I'm kind of interested, though. I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't. If I didn't say I wasn't. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Tainted Grail Conquest, which (laughs) sounds like a bad pun. I don't know if I like that. 
Uh, explore the ever-changing maps, fight tainted. with deadly enemies, and learn what happened to the cursed island of Avalon in this unique, infinitely replayable, story-driven hybrid between a deck-building roguelike and an RPG game. <laughs> all right. Okay. Might be all right. Uh, Zero Escape the Nonary Games is coming to Cloud Console on PC March 22nd. Uh, sorry, uh, Tainted Grail is also con- is console only. No PC on that. Uh, also no cloud on that, which is interesting. A group of strangers who are kidnapped and forced to participate in a diabolica- diabolical game of death. Who can be trusted? Tensions rise as the situation becomes increasingly dire. Can you find your way out of the Nonary Games? Or will you pay the ultimate price? That game sounds... Weird. We'll see. Uh, Norco is available on day one with PC Game Pass. Uh, so it's coming to PC. No consoles. Play the Southern Gothic point-and-click narrative adventure for yourself and explore the sinking suburbs and verdant industrial swamps of a distorted South Louisiana. That sounds all right. Uh, F1 2021 is coming to console via EA Play, so you do have to have Game Pass Ultimate for that one. It is a racing game. Uh, a fast racing game, I believe. Console, let's see, Crusader Kings 3 is coming to Xbox uh, console on March 29th. Um, that is uh, Paradox's developments. Um, Crusader Kings, like, big epic war real-time strategy game thing. Maybe it's turn-based. I don't know. War game strategy thing coming to console. And then Weird West coming to Cloud Console NPC on March 31st. Uh, it is a dark fantasy reimagining of the Wild West where lawmen and gunslingers share the frontier with fantastical creatures, each playing with their own rules and their own particular motives. Definitely sounds good. Uh, I am going to pimp again the bundle for Ukraine. It's uh, 10 bucks. They are currently at 5 point... I checked, man, I, I bought this for my kid like five hours ago and they were at 5.4 million they're at 5.5 million now out of a six million dollar goal again there's just a ton of great games on this um and all of your contributions will go to the international medical corps and voices of children charities you can uh, just probably go to itch.io it's probably on the homepage, i would guess uh but we will also it is on the homepage. we'll link to it uh in our show notes um that's going for another Bunch of days, but I don't remember how many. Uh, it seems like you've got another four or five days. Uh, six days to go on that one. So today's the, f- the 15th, so that'll go through uh, March 21st. I, I really re- recommend picking that up. Hoy, anything else, guys? Nope. I'm tired. Yeah. All right. We are about to podcast, the three of us together. Um, I'm, I think I'm the BYT uh Colby's Emmy and Dylan's podcast. I think that's how I think that's how the breakup goes. Uh, you can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, slash bite me podcast. You can join our patron at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our Discord by going to bite me podcast.com slash discord. Um, and you can join or donate to our Extra Life team by going to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. Wait, Dylan? Bite me. Tell us about your new cat real fast. What's its name? Toast. <sighs> Love it. Bite me.
Except I now I remember in my uh, film theory example, I had a better example, but I couldn't remember what Keep it was. Keep going. I'm still recording. Um, this is the after I show. Used it. I would have used this one instead of Scar because I don't think that one is as good of an example. Right. Um, but it kind of worked in the situation. I think it was from Pretty Woman. And the professor was like, look at this furniture and the metal on the furniture. And it shows how she's trapped in the... And I was like, no, that's contemporary furniture in this like uh, kind of modern condo. They probably just put the couch in that room. I, it's like no one cared about finding the right couch no. to fit this theme. It's like so that's that's exactly like the like we're looking back and finding, which is fine. That's all fine for theory, and you could tell how this all shapes. But it's like that was not a conscious decision by anybody. As soon as I'm sorry, as soon it just as you wasn't the set yeah, As soon as you started saying like metaphor and theory around pretty woman i was like nah i'm out <laughs> yeah it's like it's a great movie but no no right and it's like all that stuff like no one's no it's like no we're just making we're making a movie about this that's a romantic girl and this Come guy on. and he's gonna try to pull her out of this lifestyle and that's we're making a i movie. think the worst like, part about that is is pretty woman actually has a lot of really good themes that you could discuss like like oh yeah white knights and like, and <laughs> like yeah and we i think we mostly talked about yeah like it, that's exactly right like there's always something better yeah. you could talk about except i kind of hate all that stuff anyway yeah. like i'm definitely i don't know like a lot of it it's so much talking about what that people weren't mm-hmm. doing like it's exact it's like talk it's a bunch of people that didn't don't make movies talking about how people make yeah. movies instead of and that's how it's framed yeah. and that's the problem it's not you can discuss all those things but don't frame it as these people were making these choices yeah, yeah, yeah no like that you could be you'll be drawing this conclusion over here and they did it because of budget yeah yeah absolutely like they could have put this couch in there because they had yeah, this that much was budget, Ted's- right? Like, and now you're creating, you just wrote this academic paper about a couch and they picked it because of budget. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's, that's, I would say probably more times than yeah. not. That was like, Ted's it's brother's couch budget. and they said we could borrow like, it. Like, yeah. So I, I think I that it, like, there are themes in Pretty Woman that are way more interesting to discuss than that. Like, oh yeah. I mean, and that's all fine and good, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, good, good. All right, uh, bite me again, I guess. Is that, is that bite me? Yeah, that'll bite work. 